for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's time for Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell and, of course, Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union with us this morning. Hey, Jenna, how you doing? Good. How are you, Andy? I'm doing great. So last week we talked all about banks bankruptcy. Well, not all about. Yep. We got we got the basics. Yes. Because <laughs> we would have been there for a long, long time. But we're going to talk all about bankruptcy. What's the topic for good money moves this week? Yeah. So this week we are digging into how to make a difficult financial decision right? Uh, Throughout your life, you will make plenty of choices about money. And some of them are those daily decisions that really won't be all that significant. Like, do I go to Taco Bell for (laughs) lunch today? Or do I pack my lunch? Do I buy the new sweater or pair of shoes I really like? Um, But others are going to carry a much heavier price tag. And they typically kind of come with a lot of weight of responsibility and even sometimes financial risk, right? So, and the greater that financial risk, the more difficult it can be for us to make a financial decision. So some Sleepless of, nights know, sometimes. Yes. Oh, I've had so many of those myself. So I, I've been there, um, you know, and you think about some of those big purchases that people are going to make in their lifetimes, right? Purchasing a home. Uh, changing jobs, um, taking out student loans, starting a business, getting married, going through a divorce, even having kids, right? These are all things we've kind of talked about on the show before that really do come with some pretty big decisions along the way. Um, And all of these decisions not only tend to be really expensive, but they also tend to have this really powerful emotional component to them as well, right? So, which is usually why they are often those difficult choices to make, not so much the money part that that you can kind of logically work through. It's those emotional components that play into our financial decision-making that make them more complex, right? So it's really essential that you have a solid strategy for approaching them so that you can make a choice that you won't regret when you are faced with these more difficult, riskier, weightier decisions. (laughs) This is a great topic, Jenna. So let's get more into this emotional connection that comes with making these difficult financial decisions. How does this tend to play out with people? Yeah, that's a great question. So ultimately what makes a decision feel difficult isn't so much the decision itself, but how that choice is perceived by the decision maker. So what that kind of means is, you know, people often feel that a decision is hard because one, the stakes are particularly high, right? It's either really risky, it's expensive, or it's going to be extremely life-altering and changing um, once you make that decision. Um, Or the opposite of that, the options between the choices you're trying to make really weigh out the same in your mind, right? Those pros and cons feel really equal. So it can be really hard to make a choice when there is no clear positive or negative option. And then the third thing is that oftentimes decisions that you have to make can kind of bring back some really unhelpful memories, right? And they can trigger some some fears and regrets that you've had from making past choices. So, for example, maybe the 
the current choice that is in front of you is similar to a past choice that didn't turn out the way that you would have liked. You know, maybe your younger self co-signed on a loan for a friend that defaulted and you were left to pick up the pieces of that. Um, but now you have your your you know, teen or young adult child coming to you saying, I want you to co-sign on this car loan for me, that can kind of create this, well, should I take a chance? You know, it's my kid, but at the same time, I was really screwed over in the past. Like, what do I do? Right. These can feel really weighty because of those types of things as well. And sometimes it can be a combination of all three of these things, which just makes it even more difficult. Right. So I think a really good example of that playing out is, Let's say you've been offered a more senior position at your company with a considerably higher salary and benefits package, right? While most people would kind of jump on that opportunity for more money without really putting much thought into it, maybe you struggle with this decision on whether or not to accept the position for a couple of reasons, right? Maybe this role comes with a little bit higher stakes, maybe some higher visibility in the community. So if you were to fail, it would be very public. Um It could also be that the option of staying in a less senior role is equally as attractive, but for completely different reasons, right? More money is great, but the role you have now allows you more free time and and generally lower stress levels, right? So you have to weigh those things. Um, And finally, you know, for this person, maybe you, and if you're putting yourself in this person's shoes, maybe breaking into a senior level role kind of throws up a whole range of like these psychological roadblocks from issues that maybe originated in your childhood, which you may not even be conscious of them happening unless you really sat down to really reflect on where the fear was coming from, right? So, I mean, this whole example is just to say financial decisions are complex, but not necessarily because the choice between the two options is hard, right? More money, less money, but also more importantly, human beings are very complex creatures and it's never, you know, you can't ever, ever take the emotion out of a decision. Um, and and I, guess so, that, I guess that would be the baggage that comes with it, right? That's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's another piece of this that I find that I think is really important to talk about too, um, that plays into that emotional piece of financial decision-making. And so the etymology of the word decision actually comes from a Latin word that means to cut off. Sure. So making making a decision basically cuts us off from other opportunities and then the possibilities of those different outcomes based on the choices you have in front of you. So for this reason, the act of making a decision, especially a difficult one, when it comes to finances can feel almost like a self-inflicted wound in some ways, because we're talking about, you know, in this case, how to effectively use our money, which is a finite resource. So financial choices are usually very final, right? You can't usually go back and, and make and kind of rewind the clock and say, Oh, just kidding. I didn't, I didn't want to make that decision. I want, I, you can't really test it out very easily in a lot of ways. So, you know, if you buy a house, that $20,000 down payment that you're used to buy it is gone. There's no getting that back easily. If you choose, if you were to lose your job and need to, that money to live on, or you maybe decided that home ownership isn't for you, you know, backing out of home ownership is not an easy thing to do. No. And you don't, 
necessarily recoup that money depending on how the market is, right? So that's why making these choices, you need to give it thought, but it can also be very stressful. Um, You know, I think it's also important to point out that when you're faced with a difficult decision, it can be really tempting to take kind of the easy road and procrastinate on that decision. Put it off. Um, Yeah, but procrastination um, (laughs) is contrary to popular belief, not the refusal to decide (laughs) or to kind of freeze that decision in time. It's rather it's this active decision to remain undecided. So it's important to think about it this way, because when you think about procrastination as an actual decision you're making, this option will actually start to feel less attractive to you. So indecision and procrastination um, do not postpone the pains of making a difficult financial decision to a future day. It actually, they multiply that pain and spread it across every minute of every day until you (laughs) finally decide, right? My, you know, my husband and I just went through this very feeling together in something that wasn't maybe the most major financial decision ever, but we're planning a vacation down in Florida and we were trying to decide, do we spend some of our vacation money to take our kids to Disney World while we're down there? That's an expensive trip, right? Yes, it is. And once you commit, you don't get a refund on Disney. You can like they don't give refunds. So we had to figure out, are we going to commit to this, which is a significant portion of our vacation money? And we did. We couldn't figure it out with the pros (laughs) and cons. And we were going back and forth and the emotions. And we we procrastinated for several days. And both of us were just painstakingly trying to figure this out. And, you know, finally, you just have to make a decision. And then all of that like stress just goes away because now you can focus on moving forward with your choice. Um, so, you know, these dif- these types of scenarios that I just talked through, right, that higher paying job, buying a house, choices about how to spend your vacation money um, are why it's important to understand there are frameworks for helping make decisions with your finances, right? There's strategies out there that you can employ when you are faced with difficult financial choices that can help you make a better choice and a, and a choice that you feel good about afterwards. Help you navigate through the process. Yes. You know, it's funny, some of the points you brought up, my grandfather used to always say that you do understand not making a choice is a choice. Yeah. You hammer that into my head. And he also said, once you make the choice, understand after that, it's water under the bridge. Mm-hmm. Move forward, in other words. Yes, exactly. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. And of course, I've lived through this so many times. <laughs> I've been stressed out by decisions and what decision to make. What can someone do to help themselves? Make that best decision when the choices are as difficult or feel as difficult as you described. Yeah, so there are a few things you can do to really improve your financial decision-making skills so that you feel more confident about your choices. Um, And the first steps to getting a strategy in place for decision-making is really twofold. So first, you need to gain some clarity on your values and priorities and then acknowledge your financial reality as it stands today. Um, So all good financial decisions come from understanding where these two things kind of meet, right? Think of your little Venn diagram, right? 
So choices about how to use your money are going to be easier if you know what's truly important to you, right? So determine, you know, what are your core values? What really matters here? Why are you trying to earn more money or why are you trying to invest? Why are you doing these things? You know, because as we've talked about before, when we talk about goal setting, more money on its own is not a goal, right? It's what the money allows you to do in your life that matters to you. So what is that? What are you going to what is having more money going to allow you to do if that's if that's what you are aiming for, maybe in getting that promotion or what is taking that family vacation so important to you about what is it? Right. And once you reflect on those, if you align your spending with what's most important to you, you know, building those budgets suddenly becomes easier and the path becomes much more clear on what you need to do. Um, if you know what you want to say for it, you can suddenly find more intrinsic motivation to contribute sure. more to those savings or investments because you now have a reason behind it. You have that value system that you're leaning on, which is very powerful and very personal. And it's going to be different between everybody. Right. And then secondly, I said, you know, you have to think about your financial reality. Um, You cannot ignore what the numbers are telling you. You know, if your cash flow shows that you spend more money than you make, that's a problem, regardless of what your (laughs) values are. And you have to correct that first, you know, so but you also don't need to feel obligated to always do what the spreadsheet says is best right from another numbers perspective right sure. the, again leaning on on those values you have to kind of weigh those out and in fact you know doing so can really if if you doggedly stick to that budget a lot of this is where why budgeting fails for a lot of people because they don't leave themselves room f- to follow their values appropriately or they set up a budget in a way that doesn't work for them to actually reach the goals that are important to them. We've talked about that before as well on the show. So you get then doing those things can ultimately make you feel really unfulfilled, unmotivated because you're not considering what it is you actually want to do with your life. So if you just create a budget without like a goal in mind for what you're trying to achieve, you're going to fail. It will happen. Um, Thirdly, I think that you need to make sure you are considering both the present and the future when you're when you're talking about making these financial decisions and setting up this framework. So too often people like to think in extremes. You're either hyper focused on today or you're overly concerned about the future and the potential on missing out on life as it's happening now. Right. So you have to be able to balance what your needs today and where you're trying to get to in the future. Um, and it's not easy to necessarily balance the needs and wants of the present you with the needs and wants of future you that can often be part of that complex decision making that we're talking about. But it can be really helpful to make really two separate pros and cons lists when you need to make big choices. So one of your lists should really contain the pros and cons of the potential decision from a short term perspective. And then that other list should really include those pros and cons of that same choice, but in the long term. Right. So if you think about going back to school in the short term. You are going, and especially if you plan to work full time while you're going back to school, your short term is going to be that you have no life 
You are going to work, you are going to school, you're going to study and sleep, and that's it. You probably will have no time for family, no time for anything. But the long-term payoff of that, hopefully, would be that you are then earning more in a position that allows you to have more flexibility for that work-life balance versus maybe working kind of the a service level job that's maybe a little bit more demanding of your time and things like that. So the, again, sure. there's short-term considerations, long-term considerations, and you really have to think about both and how that relates back to your present situation. Can you afford to go back to school, let's say, and um, what your values are and how important that is to you and what is going back to school truly going to get you? Because if, if again, if your only goal is, well, I want to earn more money, why? What is that more money going to how is that going to benefit yep. your lifestyle? Those are the things that you need to be thinking about holistically as you're making large, difficult financial decisions. Um, and it can also be really helpful to think about the potential regrets for doing something or not doing it. So as well as like that opportunity cost or the trade-offs you make when you choose one option over the other, right? So kind of you that's part of weighing those pros and cons. If you don't do it, will you forever regret it? That right there would tell you that you should probably find a way to do it. <laughs> um, so again, thinking through your values, looking at those pros and cons, paying attention and really digging into where you currently stand today financially, right? The decisions you need to make often become much clearer and easier to make when you look at it through the lens of your value systems and what you can currently financially manage in the moment. It makes perfect sense when you put it that way. <laughs> so we're going to talk more about these big decisions and the emotional impact they can have on people and how, how maybe you can uh, navigate through that process with Jenna Tobble, First Alliance Credit Union with us this morning. More Good Money Moves coming up right after this quick break. On Newstock 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Want your biggest possible tax refund this year? Paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. We're talking about the emotional aspect of making big financial decisions or I guess any any decision. It actually is applicable to the, <laughs> almost every part of our lives when you think about it, Jenna. Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. Um, you had some great advice during the previous segment. Do you have any uh, other great tips or advice for us when we're talking about uh, folks coping or, I guess, navigating these sort of difficult financial choices? Yeah, I would say some general tips to keep in mind when you're trying to make a a hard financial choice would really be, you know, number one, don't make big decisions quickly or on a whim, right? It's it's best to take time to thoroughly think through your options and weigh the risks of both choices appropriately. Um, but it is still important 
important to give yourself an end date that that decision needs to be made within. Just, you know, make sure it's within a reasonable time frame for you to gather information you need Um, because we're not procrastinating. Right. You're just giving yourself time to really gather the information you need, weigh the pros and cons, understand. And, you know, you're, again, going back to what we talked about before the break, understanding how your value system plays into the decisions you need to make. Um, So really, it's important that, you know, making a rushed choice can just lead you to really overlook important details or possible outcomes that your decision could lead to that are unintended. So when when making big decisions, make sure you give yourself time to make the choice from a um, informed place but don't let it hang out there forever either because if you give yourself that end date that kind of forces you to to really make it in an appropriate time frame so you're not missing a window of time that may be important as well set a deadline mhm yes um and you know i would don't be afraid to get help or advice from someone else when you're making a big financial decision um a lot of times talking money we've talked about this before on the show too talking about money and the choices around that can feel really difficult for some people especially if it's a choice about should i file for bankruptcy right that can be come with some level of embarrassment for some people they don't want to admit to others that that's what they're going through but really when you're making big financial decisions it's it's going to be important to you know reach out to a friend or family member who's maybe been through a similar choice um even if it's just to bounce some ideas around or learn from their mistakes or even their successes with making those decisions and how those things played out for them because you can learn a lot from other people's um life experiences and it doesn't necessarily mean that if you make the same choice as you know that friend or family member that your situation will play out the same way because there's always going to be nuances to every situation. But you can at least be a little bit more prepared for what that decision could lead to or give you some ideas of things to completely avoid while going through the process of buying a home, for example. Um, You know, a couple weeks ago, we had our friends from Roundtable Wealth Partners on the show, um, the financial advisors there, Randy, um, he can be a great resource too. You know, they, they guide people through making difficult financial decisions all the time and to make sure that they're, they're taking in all of the information that comes with making complex financial decisions sometimes. Um, I think that's key too, because there's no way you could have possibly thought through every possible angle. And by bringing somebody else into the mix, they're almost sure to bring up something you didn't think of. Exactly. On either side of it, it could be a pro or it could be a con. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, and that, that's, this piece really comes in to make, you know, going back to giving yourself that time to have these conversations, gather that information, make sure that you have that you understand, you know, all of the nuances that come with making the decision you're trying to make. Um, and of course, you know, our team at First Alliance, uh, we can help you set those goals. We can help you think through your financial options as well. You know, if the decision is, well, should I remodel my bathroom? Like, Maybe, you know, what are your financing options? If you don't do it, what does the value of your home look like there? Or what value will it bring to your home if you do that versus remodeling your kitchen? You know, those types of things are all conversations that our team is is able to have with our members every day. So, um, 
You know, and I think another really important thing to think about is um, there are ways that you can actually practice being very decisive because a lot of times people live their life being very indecisive, even with little things. (laughs) I would say that there are a set of people in my life who are chronically (laughs) indecisive. And I think we can all say that about people we know. Yeah, for sure. So if if this is you and making even small decisions feels very weighty, you can really kind of start to build your decision-making muscle by starting by being more decisive with small decisions. So when you are faced with these larger, more complex decisions, you have a little bit more confidence going into that. Um, So let's say, for example, you're trying to decide what you want to do for dinner. Give yourself 30 seconds to decide and whatever you decide is what you're going to do. It, you don't don't overthink it. You know, <laughs> what are you going to what are you going to have for dinner? Taco Bell or Burger King? Are you going to eat at home? Or are you going to go out? Make it 30 seconds. Minute, 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, what movie are you going to watch or are you going to go out tonight or stay in and read a book? 30 seconds decide and then follow through that with that decision and repeat as you work your way up to bigger things. And, and this is the part where people really struggle with decision making is because remember we talked about earlier in the show, it feels like when you make a decision, you are cutting off opportunities, right? So that fear of missing out that and just kind of starts to sneak in, even in these small kind of decision making things that we do throughout the day, right? So it can really help to frame it as, you know, ask yourself, what's the worst case scenario if you pick wrong with these small decisions? Like in if you choose a movie that isn't great, you can turn it off or choose a different movie the next time. Yes. You know, if your lunch isn't the most exciting thing you've ever had, then have something different for dinner that you know is going to excite you, right? So making these small decisions in a timely fashion is going to essentially help to train your brain to think through these types of questions more quickly so that when those big decisions come, you're more prepared because those small decisions are no longer hanging you up. So those big decisions don't feel as enormous to make. Um, And I think it's also really, really important for people to understand um, that no one on this earth makes perfect decisions 100% of the time. (laughs) No one. You will never make the perfect decision. There's always going to be pieces of the decision-making puzzle that aren't going to fit just right, or maybe you're missing a piece and it just doesn't quite always come together perfectly. But if you are making a decision with that's well considered with good information you've talked to other people right then you've likely ended up on the best choice that you can and at the end of the day there really isn't a right or a wrong choice most of the time only different outcomes that come from those decisions and that's ultimately what you need to be comfortable with is the outcome of the decision you know if we don't go to disney on our vacation are we going to regret it for the rest of our lives or will we be okay going right. to the beach and going to the aquarium and still making those family memories? You right. So okay. the outcomes <laughs> are different, right? For Well, but it's for everybody, right. You know, sure. so, or even buying that house. If you talk about that decision, if I continue to rent, 
I'm not necessarily building the wealth I could be if I was buying a home, but renting gives me the flexibility to have more free time because I'm not making, spending my weekends, you know, mowing my lawn. Or, you know, you again, that comes back to weighing those values that you have and how that fits into your life plans and your overall financial situation today and where you want it to be in the future. So great information. And it's going to, I trust that this will be helpful for many, many people. And as always, there's a ton more we could talk about, but we're out of time. So where can I go to learn more information about making these types of good money moves or good money moves in general? Yeah, well, as always, I encourage everyone to visit our website at firstalliancecu.com. Get subscribed to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice every week. We put those out there to help you make good financial decisions, whether they're the big ones or the small ones. Our our tips and advice that's out there kind of covers a wide gamut of topics and information that I'm sure you will find something helpful the next time you have to make a financial choice. Um, Of course, you know, you can listen to past episodes of this show on our website as well, firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on kerosinews.com. I would also recommend that you get subscribed to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts um, so you don't miss an episode. We talk about all kinds of awesome stuff on this show too, if you've never listened before. Um, And then of course, our website at firstalliancecu.com has access to all kinds of free tools and resources um, that can really help you make informed financial decisions. We have um, a budgeting calculator you can download so that you can kind of get that perspective of where your finances are today and where you want them to be in the future. Um, we have goal setting worksheets. We have, if your goal is to pay off debt, we have a debt consolidation calculator. We have um, a, a debt payoff kind of kit that can walk you through some of the different things you need to think about as you're making a plan to get your debt paid down. Um, we have um, a moving guide. If you're buying a new car, we have a, a car buying checklist. <laughs> we have all kinds of free tools and resources out there that can just help you make really good and informed financial decisions. So those are all in our online resource center at firstlinesu.com. Um, but of course, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our financial advisors at First Alliance Credit Union. Um, again, they're here to help you make good money moves. Um, and whether that's big choices, small choices, you're just trying to maybe improve your credit score, you know, whatever it is, they're here to help. Um, and they can be that that good person to bounce your your thoughts and ideas off of when you're trying to make those big financial decisions. Fantastic. Stop by First Alliance credit union and guess talk to anybody uh, available and they can help you make uh, help you navigate through these kind of things that we've been talking about these difficult decisions financial decisions jenna thanks so much and we'll talk to you again next week absolutely okay with more good money moves right here on news talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 f news talk 1340